Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, hey everybody, welcome to the podcast channel, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast channel. And for those of you who have wondered, hey, what happened? Are they not doing the podcast full time anymore? Uh, we did vacation, so if you don't catch mm-hmm. the actual radio show, we didn't let you know because uh, vacation was really a last minute deal. We knew Kelly was yeah. gone, but I thought I was going to be here. And then literally it was Friday at five. I talked to our GM and I'm like, hey, Kelly's gone. What do you want me to do next week? And he's like, why don't you just take the week off? And I'm like, done. Well, and you know what? Like for you and I, we don't take a lot of vacation. Yeah. And so, um, and actually it has been six years since I have had a vacation longer than like a long weekend. Uh, so it was really nice for us just to be able to hang out as a family and just, I mean, literally do nothing, you know? Well, and we did that too. You know, we were like, cause people were like, well, what are you going to do on your vacation? And we had plans to go, but based on uh, COVID and the Delta variant, we have Mima here who we have to keep COVID yeah. away from. And th- there's also, you know, she needs care um, or at least companionship at this point. Um, right. We decided not to go anywhere this summer. And it was kind of a decision my wife did not like, but uh, we knew it was probably the right decision. Uh, but we were at home and it was so nice to be able to sleep in. Like it's, you know, we wake up typically to do the show at like three fifty one. That's what time my alarm goes off every day. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me to be able to sleep in until something like eight, eight fifteen, it felt like I was getting an extra day of sleep. I know it felt the same way for me too. I will say, I feel like the older I get, the, the, the more I'm waking up earlier. So like, you know, I did not. Typically, when I used to have the day off, I would could sleep till 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Easy. God. Now, like I couldn't this week, I could not sleep past probably 730. Oh, wow. So it was kind of neat, though, because, you know, they never get to see Leslie and Kai never get to see me during the week early in the morning. Mm-hmm. They see me at lunch and they see me when I get home. But it was kind of neat for them to be able to wake up for all those days with me. at yeah. home. And then mm-hmm. Kai, Kai said to me when I got home, uh, as we record this, it's Tuesday. But as I got home yesterday, Monday, he said, Dad, it was so weird not waking up with you home. I missed having you here. Oh, and that's and, what you want to hear. Well, and that's one of the things that, you know, every once in a while, something comes up and they're like, hey, do you want to consider this job somewhere? So and so you won't have to wake up early every morning. You know, you, like, right. you could be a program director, do afternoons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's part of me that's like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing to have that morning time. But yeah. at the same point, this is such a routine. Right. And, and I feel like I get the rest of the day by the time I get home. And so how many years now in this routine for you? Uh, 20. 20 I'm just at of, six, man. <laughs> yeah, 20 years of waking up at like before four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Pretty brutal, but it was nice to have vacation. It's also nice to be back at work and to be able to kind of get the vibe, even though it's different. Uh, and, and another reason we don't have the podcast up right now is because we're doing the show. Uh, Kelly is Zooming from home, which is a lot more difficult um, for us just to operate the show, but also the levels of audio change so drastically throughout mm-hmm. the show that there's no way to keep it level and balanced. And that's why we're going to attempt uh, to do this uh, after show and, and kind of keep it a little bit quicker, but still kind of catch you up on what's been going on. And it does kind of sound like I'm in a tunnel because typically I am talking into a big microphone and now I've just got this little tiny hole in my computer that's yeah. supposed to catch me up on everything. So you've been accusing me of yelling. Well, I've been accusing her of yelling and also of not finding her microphone to plug into the computer. But I am going to try to find it today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Two days into this experiment, okay. she's going to try to find the microphone. <laughs> uh, okay. So what else happened on vacation? You guys got to go out of town for a little bit and. Uh, and it's weird because you planned a vacation a long time. First of all, you planned your vacation for Disney in 2020 and COVID totally yeah. messed that up. 
uh, last March, we were supposed to go to Disney. Uh, my son had never been to Disney. Uh, we saved a long time to get to where we could go. And I think the week before everything shut down is when Disney said, hey, we're going to have to shut down. Like, we're going to have to shut down everything. So, and it was back when no one really knew anything and everybody was, I mean, very, very new. So we had to, to cancel that. Um, and so it was really, it was hard on my family. It was really hard on my family and probably the most for me, just because I want to have those memories and those pictures of my kids and they're getting older. I've got two seniors this year and I have, um, Bruce is going to be in eighth grade. So I, I'm getting a lot more emotional about wanting to spend more time with my kids while they're still under my roof, you know? Right. Well, and then, so then this year you guys planned again for a vacation and then the Delta variant creeps back in and it's something to consider, but you had already paid for the vacation. So yeah, you guys got yeah. to go and, and get away, which I'm sure is enjoyable, but that also creates this, oh my gosh, what do we do? Because we hear so much about the Delta variant and we're right. lucky, you know, we're lucky to get to talk to Dr. Shane Spites from uh, the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. And he told us about the Delta variant. I don't remember when we started talking about that, but it was at least two or three months ago. And he mm -hmm. said, watch out for this. It's really going to ramp up as we get toward the end of summer and early fall. And, uh, you know, and it's not like he's predicting it. What he what he saw was data from other countries and they were uh, basically seeing what was happening. And the U.S. is kind of following what happened in India with the Delta variant and then mm -hmm. also in the U.K. as well. They think I was reading some stuff last night that India that uh, the U.K. is three or four weeks ahead of us. And they're starting to see a little bit of a, a leveling off of the Delta variant in the UK. So if the US is able to fix that, maybe things start to, to kind of get a little more normal again. But the weird thing about Arkansas, uh, and we go, you know, we went on vacation a number of different places. We've had our masks on and all of that. But most people that we see are completely over it. Yeah, they are. Even though the numbers are getting up pretty high. And we're, we're seeing the fact that there can be breakthrough infections and sometimes uh, kids, more kids are getting it just because more people are getting the Delta variant because it's more mm -hmm. easily transmissible, meaning it's easier uh, for, for one person to spread it to another person. Uh, so when more people get it, obviously the percentage is changing all of that. Uh, but man, I go places and I'm looking in like I was at a restaurant the other day and I was at the drive through and I, I'm in my truck. I wasn't wearing my mask, but I look in there and what would have been three months ago, everybody in the restaurant would have had masks on. Uh, there were five or six people kind of gathered around the window, all within three feet of each other, all working, mm -hmm. not one mask. Gosh. You walk into stores and you see, I mean, there's some people in masks, but most people aren't. Or you watch TV. Like I was watching last night, uh, you know, we watched WWE and they were in Orlando. And guess what? Huge crowd, 18,000 mm -hmm. people. And there were some masks, but most people didn't have them on. Well, and it's the same. You look at, you know, of course, we follow all these celebrities. You know, they're always going on vacation and doing things with people or having parties or doing this. And so we see a lot of that. And you'll see one group that, you know, is mass or they're not having the parties. And you yeah. see the other group that is. And I saw a meme that it kind of made me laugh. It's really not funny, but it said something like uh, this. This whole pandemic that we're going through is like the worst group project ever. As far as if you put kids together in a group at school, mm -hmm. um, they would do a better job <laughs> at solving some of the problems we're faced with than I think adults are doing right now. Yeah. And I wish that, you know, regardless of where you stand, I wish that everybody could respect people's opinions, you know, but also just be nice and to be, you know, I don't know, we want to protect other people. It's not just all about us. It's not all about me. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Well, and you look at this, uh, and I was in a text conversation with Shane Spites the other day. He said, this is the one thing in our in our lifetime 
that will be universal across the entire world. It's affecting every single person. And then we have decisions we have to make. You know, you Mm -hmm. have the decision to be vaccinated or not vaccinated, uh, and that's completely up to you. Uh, And the states aren't going to tell you. Now, now some places and and some companies and some, I saw something about the military was going to be forced to take the vaccine if they were going to stay in the military. And that's all going to be how how that's going to play out. Where I worry the most is the fact that uh, if kids are getting sick, and I realize it's still a very small number of kids who get really sick, but at the same point, those parents thought that it wasn't going to happen to their kid either. Yeah, they didn't think that their kid would be one of those statistics. Yeah, in ICU or, or you know, we've even seen stories of, of kids who didn't make it. And did they have underlying conditions? Let me tell you this. The parents didn't care. They were still their kid. Yeah. You know, and then so for people like me, my son turns 12 September 25th, right? So his birthday's coming up. He can't get the vaccine right now at the peak of, of kids getting sick and kids going back into schools. So it's like, right. we, we want to keep it away from Kai, even though more than likely he would just have the sniffles, but man, yeah. you don't know for sure. And why yeah, would I, I want to, why would I want to risk that? But at the same mm-hmm. point, Kai doesn't want to wear a mask in the store. Right. I know. I don't want to wear the mask. I'm like, no, we're protecting you. He's like, but There's... I wouldn't get really sick because you know, we tell him, Hey, most kids don't get very sick. It's really crazy. It, it, this is going to be one of those traumatizing things, and it's going to be a study in human psychology it is. as to how uh-huh. we all dealt with it. A hundred percent. And me being a, having a teaching background, um, it is so hard to teach a child without seeing their face and their expressions and their to tell if they're engaged. And it's really hard for a lot of these kids. They didn't talk all year because they have a mask on. There wasn't a lot of talking They're They're looking on a computer going back and forth and they're typing. A lot of these kids, by the time they're in senior high, they're not even going to know how to have a conversation right. if this keeps going on, you right. know? So I'm, I'm ready for the masks to come off too. But then again, um, there's so many people that we need to keep safe. I, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Well, and for the people who are teachers, administrators who work in schools, who hear this podcast, uh, and, you know, they, they have a big thing coming up because for a lot of people, school goes back in Arkansas for a lot of our people uh, next week. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's all the questions on the masks and uh, are the kids going to be safe and protected? And then we, we saw in Marion, Arkansas, uh, right up the road from us, uh, around an hour away, a little less than an hour that when they went back to school, all of a sudden there were a bunch of positive tests and a ton, hundreds of kids quarantined. And if that is the blueprint, if that's what happens with the rest of our schools, it's going to be a nightmare, not only in Arkansas, but across the country and what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the schools and yeah. that learning and the stress that adds. And mm-hmm. uh, and I had somebody who, who kind of has a little bit of inside knowledge who said that so many of the superintendents are waiting to make a decision because they want the decision to be made by the state. They want right. the state to come in and say, no, this is what it's going to be. So it's not uh, different for each uh, school district or each school. Because that's even more of a deal. Well, so-and-so school is requiring or not requiring, whatever the case is, whatever your stance is, if the government, if our state comes in and says, hey, this is the deal, then they all got to follow the deal. A lot of the superintendents don't want to make that decision. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. So it's just a mess. And again, we're going to have to be watching that. We have uh, Dr. Spites dropped off some of those N95 masks the other day. And these are supposed to be like the super protector masks. Yeah, I need to get some of those. Yeah, so uh, I'll put it on for you. You want to see it? Yeah. Because it is a bigger mask. It's not a trendy. Wait, is that one going to fit you? Mm, Thanks. (laughs) This isn't the trendy, logoed, pretty, hey, here's my, you know, cool logo mask. But this is the one that they believe is going to be the best with the filtration and all that. 
gotcha. Because some of us wear masks, and I'll be honest, I, for a lot of the pandemic, I probably wore a mask that wasn't really doing much. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I gotcha. So uh, I was looking through other things that kind of we haven't talked about yet or that we addressed on the show but didn't get to address on the podcast. Uh, we're going through a, a sting with Kai, a wasp or bee stung him. And man, this thing has has uh, swelled up to be the size of about a piece of bologna, like the ring around it. And it's awful. And right in the that middle means, of it. No, go ahead. That just means there's a lot of place. It's not just a little tiny itch. It itches like it's a huge itching spot. Yeah. And right in the middle is this spot that I thought we oh. could just burst like it was a pimple or a blackhead or something like that. And my doctor friend, Dr. Tate told me, uh, no, don't do that. Not a good one. I'm glad you asked him first. Well, because I read something online and I thought that what I read was accurate, but I didn't click on the link. I just read the preview and the preview link said that you're supposed to pop them for infection reasons. And then when I, when I told my wife that she was like, I don't think you're supposed to pop that. When I clicked on the actual link and read the article, uh, popping that was in the don't do this section, but in the preview, it looked like it was something you were supposed to do. Well, typically when you go online and you search for something, you're always going to find the correct answer first. Yes. And that's what I was looking for without yeah. having to click the rest of the article. Right. Totally. I got it. So I'm getting ready to uh, where I wake up Monday morning, 3.51, the alarm goes off. I am scared to death because the alarm hasn't gone off the entire vacation. And I, it's almost like I thought it was the burglar alarm or something going off. Yeah, I stood I up, shot out of bed, threw my covers off. It was like, ah! So I, I started my day rattled. Then today, being the day of Tuesday, Kai couldn't sleep because his leg was itching. So 3.51, the alarm goes off. And I'm groggy trying to turn the alarm off and grab my phone, turn those alarms off. And I hear, hey, Dad, in the dark. Because <laughs> Kai woke up, and he said around 2.30 with his leg itching. And he just went into the living room. So when the alarm went off, he knew I was awake and he was there to greet me at 351, which again, Aww. startled and scared the crap out of me. Right. Of course, because you're, you're not used to seeing him. Oh, because it, it, typically I wake up and there's the German shepherd wants to go outside and go to the bathroom. I let him in the backyard. He does his business. I go get my coffee and I'm set. So anything that breaks that routine is very much a jolt to my system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I wrote down the, the variants. Uh, oh, I lost a, a friend of mine over um, the course of the last couple of days that, that really, when I reflected on, uh, on what he meant to me, I was like, wow. Um, it's weird because, you know, you meet so many people in your life and what role they're going to play in your life and what memories you have. And then we go separate ways. And in the business that I was in, which was professional wrestling, I met a ton of people uh, all across the country. And then, so you meet all these different people and you see people and then you don't see each other for a long time because, you know, either we get older, we move on, you know, I'm not even yeah. active in, in wrestling all that much anymore. But my friend, Bobby Eaton, a beautiful Bobby Eaton of the Midnight Express, it was Jim Cornette, Bobby Eaton, and then Dennis Condry and Stan Lane. Uh, that was the Midnight Express. I grew up watching them. And then I got to become friends with Bobby in the late nineties um, and became really good friends and traveled with him and laughed with him and spent all this time with him and learned about his family and his wrestling stories. And he even lived at one point um, in Cherry Valley. So he was close to really? us and he would come by okay. and he would visit and uh, we'd put him on the air and we'd have him at different events. And he was on television, my tag team partner. And uh, this is in the channel five days in Memphis. And then he would come through here and he would wrestle at Arkansas shows. And uh, when I really went back and reflected on that, I was like, man, we had so much fun together. Yeah. And he passed away uh, last week at the age of 63. He had some health issues, mm -hmm. but um, I don't think anybody would have expected at 63, you know, him not to make it. Well, isn't it crazy how death puts so much stuff into perspective? 
when something like that happens, like you said, you're thinking all of these things flood your mind and then you're automatically like, oh my gosh, all right, life's short. Who else do I need to say all of these, these things to before anything else happens? Yeah. I am the, the, it's I got really sad because I listened to Jim Cornette's podcast. He, he, he has a podcast called the Jim Cornette experience and Jim's a friend of mine as well. And I was doing my yard and it was, uh, I guess it was Sunday morning and it's three or four hours of work. And it's a lot of work to do all the stuff I have to do. Um, and I'm doing that and I'm listening to Cornette talk about Bobby and they've had a friendship for like 35 or 37 years. Uh, and I started crying in the front yard thinking about that. And then I started thinking about my memories uh, with Bobby. And the last time I saw Bobby was, it was actually Jim Cornette and Bobby and I, we did a hall of fame deal in Memphis at Jerry Lawler's bar on Beale street. Yeah. I got to host it and we got to induct Bobby into the hall of fame and Jim Cornette into the hall of fame. And then I got to host uh, the Jim Cornette experience for VIPs. Uh, and we all got to spend time together. And, and I did tell, and I've gotten a lot better with this, uh, especially as I've gotten older and my friends have gotten older. I'll tell, I'll tell all those guys who really mean a lot. I love you at the end. And sometimes it's awkward because, you know, in the wrestling days, you didn't say when you left the dressing room, Hey man, love you. You still right, say, right. yeah, but now, you know, it's, it's more uh, a little bit like that. And I did get to tell Bobby that, uh, and you know, I, I obviously thought I would see him many, many more times, Of course, um, yeah. but I'll, I'll never forget. He always, he was funny because, uh, the two memories and there's so many of, of funny memories and stories and things we could share. Um, and maybe one day we'll do that. Um, but I remember how he treated my family, right? <clears throat> he was always really sweet to Kai. I was doing TCW wrestling as the television host in, um, I guess it was the 2010, 2011, something like that. Maybe even later than that. But anyway, Bobby was a part of that company and uh, Kai was little and I guess Kai was probably three. So it was probably 11, 12. Anyway, um, and, and Bobby would do one of those thumb tricks where he would make it look like his thumb was disappearing or ripping in half. Yeah, or something like that. yeah. And Kai Take was, yeah. And is that what, let's do it. Let me see if you can do it. All right. I used to be able to do it. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same trick. And Bobby would do that every time and it would mesmerize Kai and they yeah. just giggle together because Bobby was very quiet. And then um, I'll never forget how he would react to my wife because I'd see Bobby first and I'd obviously go in for this really big hug and, you know, it's like the bro hug. And then he would kind of push me to the side and get this uh -huh. really, he'd get this devilish grin on his face because he really just wanted to hug Leslie. Of course he did. Uh, and it was always, uh, I don't know, funny. Uh, there was a time, uh, you know, he cooked food for us at different times. He had this one meal and it's almost like something I want to make just to, as an, a tribute to him. Uh, he had this one meal that he, where he would boil cabbage and he would throw in onions and cabbage and carrots and vinegar. And um, what do you call those? Like, it's like the sausage kielbasa or uh, something like that. Uh -huh, yeah. And he would throw all that stuff together and it sounds disgusting, but somehow because of the, <laughs> the bitterness of the vinegar and the sausage, the flavor of that with the cabbage, it was really good. And that was his special meal that he would make. It sounds a lot like my mom's kraut and weenies. And maybe that's kind of what it was similar. Yeah. Mm hmm. Was he trying to make sauerkraut when you can actually buy sauerkraut in a can? <laughs> I think he was. That's yeah. Maybe he kind of was. We all, I also, my mom used to put pepperonis in there too. Pepperonis pieces. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. So how about that? Pepperonis yeah. and Bobby U sausage. Uh, and maybe that is what <laughs> it was. Maybe it was his weird way of making that same yeah. meal your mom made. Yeah, um, maybe so. There was one time I wanted him. He was really scared of dogs. He being Bobby was really scared of dogs. And um, I had this Rottweiler at one point and I said, Hey, let me just show him to you through the window. And no. I lived in this little tiny house. Um, 
And the dog was at the window, and I decided to raise the glass because I thought this would be a great way for Bobby to be able to see how big the dog was, right? No, no, I know you. You did it on purpose to scare the crap out of me. So Bobby gets out. We were riding in a van. Uh, a guy named Danny was driving, and we pull up to my house, and I'm like, let me show you. Hang on, let me go in. I'm going to open the window. So Bobby is scared to death, but he's doing it just to pacify me. And Bobby gets up to the window, and the dog realizes that this grown man is at the window kind of peeking in. And the dog doesn't think it's funny. And he lunges at the window, which then pops out the screen, which then scares Bobby, who takes off running from the Rottweiler. Oh, I would have too. Oh, my goodness. He yeah. Cussing me like a dog. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I can laugh about that. But it was a really sad, yeah. sad time. And I go back through some of those photos. I actually just got a tweet. See if I can find it. Um, because, you know, I, I kind of forgot how much stuff we did on television. Let me see where this guy's from. This is from Kyle. Uh, Kyle Davis is doo, 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 from Texas. And he said, 20 years later, I'm just now seeing the greatness of Brandon on BBITM and Bobby Eaton on Memphis TV. And it's Simon Cowell saying brilliant. So but that was pretty sweet. <laughs> that is um, sweet. So anyway, uh, lots of memories of Bobby. And if you go and check out my page, you can, ch- you, or my, any of my accounts on social media, you can check out my last photo with him. Uh, anything else we need to get to? I know we, we planned on a short after show and this has gone a little bit longer, but. Well, we miss our people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We it, miss y'all. It is weird to, to do a show this way and it's yeah, not it the is. way we want to do the show. And hopefully by either the end of the week or early next week, we'll be back to normal. But the thing that I explained to my wife, I said, okay, yeah, we've been on vacation. Once vacation's over and everybody tests negative for COVID and all that stuff, we're still going to be in, a, in the same room. Yeah. And there's no telling what we're around as people. We just have to be as smart as we can protect ourselves the best way that we can. And, um, you know, we'll just get through it. That's all we can do is just get through it. Um, so anyway, we appreciate you indulging us on the podcast today. The uh, special after show we've talked about wanting to do more after shows because we know some people say, Oh, it gives us a different view of you because we can hear it on the radio and we hear the show and we enjoy the show. But at the same point, we love to hear kind of your thoughts after the show and a little more uh-huh. in depth and, um, you know, just time wise, we're so busy that for us to be able to accomplish this, um, you know, we're going to have to work on it. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, what else do we have? I was go- going through my phone to see if there's anything else I sh- we need to touch on before we go, because I'm not sure that we're going to have another. Oh, I've got to catch up. What? My dog bones. I had several messages asking, um, how little bones was doing. So bones is my Morky, um, my dog, and he's 12 years old. And a couple of weeks ago, he, we thought he either broke his foot, did yeah. something. Well, over the week we found out he did tear, like basically the dog's ACL. Oh, wow! Uh, I didn't, didn't realize dogs could do that. And since he's so small, he's just like, like a 12, you know, maybe a 10 pound dog. Yeah. Um, since he's so small, the doctor, Dr. Reed, um, our favorite vet, um, said that he probably doesn't have to have surgery because the scar tissue, he'll be able just to kind of, it'll, it'll heal by itself. So a lot of you are worried about bones. Just know that he's still hobbling a little bit, but he's going to make it. Yeah. Much like Kelly bones and Kelly now have so yeah, much in common. I, I hobble a little she bit. She kind of hobbles along and, and <laughs> so does bones. Thanks a lot. Uh, we're getting kind of ready for what was going to be, and what I guess is still going to be Arkansas state football. It comes up in less than a month as we record this. Uh, today on the show, I was talking about I needed new new attire. I needed some new shoes. And this is what's crazy about the friendships we've developed through the show and how many people listen. We never know when people are listening or who's listening at what time. We we have no idea. 
But um, we do love getting little messages from you guys, by the way. Sometimes we can't answer them right at that second, yeah. but we love getting messages from y'all. Right. So I'm over here talking about how I need some new shoes and I'm thinking yeah. I want some, some red shoes to go a state. Right. Um, and I need Adidas because it's an Adidas school and I need to represent Adidas when I'm on the field. And as I said that immediately within, within seconds, I had two people who are Arkansas <laughs> state people who heard us saying that and immediately responded, telling me they're going to get me the shoes. What size did I need? That was really, that was super fun. So I'm going to start asking for more stuff. <laughs> Listen, if I could have $100 today. Yes. Who wants to give me 100 bucks today? (laughs) Like other things I'm in need of right now. I do need some new athletic wear, some new gear. So I'm going to work on getting some new gear. I have three children starting school. I have two seniors that need senior pictures and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I could get start an account for that. You could do that. I'm also in need of eye work. Like I need to see, uh, and I'm having trouble with that. And here's what's happened. I've noticed that the longer I wear readers to read, the more times I put them on, uh, when I try to read without them, it becomes much more difficult to read. Do you think it's like some kind of conspiracy that yes. eye doctors got together and said, hey, if they start wearing these readers, they're going to make their eyes worse? I, I really think that's what it is because my <laughs> eyes are even worse now. And now I can't read anything without them. Mm-hmm. I know. So, uh, it's, it's fun. If you are looking to give some eye care away, I'm accepting eye care at this point. <laughs> I wear glasses too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're going to laugh through it, man. And we're going to hopefully make you laugh as well. We'll be on the radio every morning this week. Uh, If again, if we can do the full podcast based on the sound quality and stuff like that, we'll try the best we can. This is held up. Okay. So we'll upload this as an after show podcast. And if you guys enjoy this format a little more loose and uh, and stuff like that, let us know because you know we want to be able to provide you with the stuff you want. So yes, we'd still put up the real show, the full show, the radio show. But if you want more after show podcasts, uh, we can work on that too. All that right, Kelly. Good to me. Sounds uh, good. Here's what I want you to do. You've never done this before. I want you to officially sign the show off. How would you sign us off? Oh, Brandon, y'all know uh, that I can't do this. Um, let's see. <laughs> You've been listening to the greatest podcast ever, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast. Come back soon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.